Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. My name is Elena, and I'm so excited to have you back for another episode. Before we jump into today's topic, I wanted to give a brief trigger warning that some of the topics discussed today may be a bit heavy for some. I also wanted to provide the telephone number for the National Sexual Assault Hotline, 1-800-656-4673, and they are available at any hour of the day to take your calls, reports, or anything else that you may need. Please feel free to continue listening to today's episode and thank you for being a part. We hope that all of the content that we share helps you to learn, grow, and become the best you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Justin Bazzara. I'm the host of Core Value Number 12 today for the Centurion Leadership Podcast. Um, if you can hear in my voice a little bit of, um, I guess somber maybe would be the right word. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm going to be talking about some pretty difficult discussions. Um, some of it personal. Um, so, uh, this episode is going to be hard, probably emotionally hard, um, for people. Um, it's going to dive into some things in my background, um, that I've not shared with hardly anyone other than my very close family and Deborah. But um, because the core value is be courageous, not complacent. And I feel that <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm not a big public figure, but I've done the podcast. Um, I talk publicly, I put myself out there. Um, I think it's may give people clarity as to why I do what I do or why growing people or making a difference in the world means so much to me. Um, I'm not a health or mental health professional. Sorry, I am a health professional. I'm not a mental health professional. Um, and health professional, I don't mean in medicine. I mean in food and health through food. Um, <clears throat> so I would say nutrition. But more so because I'm going to talk about some things about mental health from my background, I'm going to talk about what it takes to be courageous, not complacent in our lives as leaders in our family. Um, and this one's going to dive into some harder topics. I apologize. Um, I don't know how else to do this without um, encouraging everyone to wear their heart on their sleeve. I think um, we've encouraged um, emotionlessness um, and making decisions off of logic and not emotion so much so we've lost touch with reality so um, I would argue that as a society part of why I want to talk about this is because we're arguing that we're people are too emotional but I think in reality we're not emotional enough I think that's part of being courageous not complacent I think when we 
null and dull our senses, whether we realize it or not, you're going more socialist or communist, you're, you're functioning more as a whole. I think individually we have feelings and experiences that are expressed to make who we are. And if we all express them and lead in them um, and use our hardships and our life's experience to promote growth in the world or make a better world left behind us after we leave, then I think that that's so much better than we could ever imagine. So in order to do that, I think that one of the things we have to do as human is sort of <clears throat> go back, you know, we're on core value number 12. So we've done the other 11 core values. Uh, one of the things is to go back and look at them, be courageous, quick, do a review, see where you are, um, stop, pick your head up, review the other 12 core values. I don't know if you need to listen to the podcast again or write down how each of them mean to you. However it is, I really think you need to start instilling these core values or similar core values um, in your own life. Obviously in this podcast, we're gonna stick to the ones that we chose just because I feel those are the best ones that holistically, no matter where you are in your life or what position uh, or what age they can be applied. And so that's why we use those. So um, here's how we're gonna go. Uh, you first have to lead yourself before you lead others. We talk about that a lot. And it is only through helping others that we can help ourselves. And so I'm going to try to do this on this podcast. I talk a lot on Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. Everyone knows I'm a food entrepreneur, uh, food service partners, 23 years old now. Um, Primal Rock is almost two years old. Uh, we have a lot of subsidiaries, had a lot of subsidiaries over the years, um, many different parts of our business. So uh, while there's been success there, um, there is a driving force. I think everyone has a driving force and why they do things. Uh, mine is merely food is the vehicle by which I want to grow the world and make the world a better place. It's just what happened stanced into my lap. <clears throat> it's something my father did. He went into being an entrepreneur in that way and starting a business. And I went along with him because I was young and I had interest and I didn't really want to work in a corporate environment in the traditional sense. I'm not saying anything against that. You can lead in all different environments. It just wasn't my cup of tea. And so um, my point being, um, so I've led, I've, I've done these things and these core values come from that, uh, particularly over a shift since 2000. Uh, 15 2016 um, and then really to coming to terms with things in 2017 sort of from my past so um, let's talk about what the point of this this podcast is um, leadership obviously in our business in our communities um, in our families uh, so one of the things that leading in our families that is important is what are the patterns that are detrimental what patterns are we passing on to our children or possibly grandchildren that have been detrimental to us and our family or our generations before us that we may be passing on our children and how do we lead through those and correct them for future generations i think that's a big thing i think there's a lot of mental physical um, abuse and standards that we allow to go on in our families and we don't step up and say anything that's part of being courageously not complacent so I'm going to talk about this first because it hits home for me and I'm going to shock a lot of people um, like I said my family knows this Deborah knows this um, 
and probably not many other people. And even um, most of my family, I didn't really tell until uh, 2017. So um, there's no blame here. Um, I just want everyone to know I was a victim um, when I was a kid. Um, after I took matters into my own hands, I have not been a victim since. It's just a matter of how did I process it? So let's just talk about before I really dive into it, something that happened to me from the age of three to five, um, why I didn't talk about it. And I sort of took matters into my own hands. Um, it left an effect on me in the way that I am, the way that I interact in relationships and the way that I am with people. So let's just go right into it. So from the age of three to five, I was um, sporadically uh, molested and sexually abused by an extended relative that would come into town every once in a while. Um, that extended relative would use Wonder Woman uh, because um, uh, I am heterosexual and um, and alcohol at that age to null, dull, black me out, whatever you want to talk about. So let's dive into it. I don't want to dive into what happened or why or the three people that I went to that weren't my parents. And I don't know why I trusted this person to not go to my parents that I would get in trouble and he would hurt me. So the other three people I trusted, um, you know, it didn't really go very far. My trust in humans, especially adults, uh, pretty much died at that point. And through moving to Maryland with my dad getting a new job, getting farther distance between it, getting some clarity in a new private school where they taught about these things from the moment I entered the school. And um, a cousin of mine being born, uh, realizing that I would never want to hurt anyone or any animal or anything like that was being done to me. Um, so, you know, I learned how to use a pocket knife in the barn. Like I said, I've been mowing lawn since I've been three years old. But around the age of five, um, I finally had had enough and started realizing that I couldn't do it, recognizing the gimmicks, the patterns, the the lies, the deceit, um, that I wasn't going to get out of this because everyone that I had talked to had made some excuse for this person based on, oh, they're sick or they have this mental thing and you shouldn't make up lies about them, so on and so forth. And, <clears throat> guy, you're such a dreamer. You have such a great home. Look about how successful your parents are and blah, blah, blah. Do you really want to, you know, smear their name by making up stories? So there was a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> so I took a pocket knife and, um, and the next time it happened, I made sure by that time I had figured out what was going on with the alcohol and I had figured out what my game plan was. And I took matters in my own hand with a pocket knife and, you know, forewarned that I would not put up with it anymore. I was a kid at this point. I had nothing to lose. The damage was done. I understood it, but no one's going to believe me and no one, you know, growing up on a farm and growing up in life and everyone being busy, I had no idea how to handle it. But all I knew is anytime I did, everyone would make me feel bad because this person had something that was at a disadvantage or a handicap that was like, how dare I? And so, um, it never went over well. So, I was no longer a victim once I took matters into my own hands. I did, however, um, 
not always realize that it was a driving force in me to be to believe in more in people and want people to do more with their life i didn't you know unless you go through hardship you have no idea how hard life can be sometimes and god my life isn't even hard compared to most people's right i you know i was born into a good family i won the ovarian lottery for the most part um was born in the united states sport into a good family had the opportunities for good education was a decent athlete so that led to other opportunities um so on and so forth grew up on a farm which made me driven and gave me work ethic but this particular thing that happened to me drove me and has driven me my entire life it is my superpower it is something that hurts me um and i think about it every day and it took me 35 years to really deal with it and i had gone through therapy since um, late twenties into my thirties, just for trying to deal with stuff and stuff with alcohol and all of those things. <clears throat> Don't worry. I still have a little fun. I am from Colorado after all guys, but you know, I don't drink alcohol. I haven't drank alcohol in almost over three years. And most of my thirties, I didn't drink much because I was trying to figure out this negative relationship with it, um, compared to other things in my life. Um, and so the reality is it's just not meant for me. Something happened to me as a kid. It takes away from my ability to be a leader. It takes away from my ability to be successful in my life. It has a way of stirring a really bad thing that happened to me. So why am I? I'm protective. Um, I believe in people. Um, I'm really, I really fight for anyone who's been abused or stalked or mishandled um, women or men. I think obviously it's way more women than men um, historically. But I do know that based on my past, I have not chosen great relationships always. I have been in some relationships that were abusive or verbally abusive or financially abusive. Um, because I, I, you know, there is something in my head that's a little off because of what happened to me. And I have to use that as my check. I have to start trusting my gut. And that took me 35 years to start saying, hey, the reason this is going on is because this person's about to take advantage of you in business, in life, in friendship, in whatever it was. I didn't know to trust that gut feeling. But it was instilled in me at a young age by the gift of God. While he didn't want that for me, I don't think he would want me to go through that. The gift of it is that it gave me this ability to be a leader. And it gave me this almost, for lack of a better term, spider sense when I'm about to get screwed. It took me 37 years to trust it. And now when it happens and I, can, and I start addressing it with someone and you expose someone who's about to take advantage of you, it is very interesting how they react. I mean, I got to tell you, there's people and narcissism and control and mental illness or patterns in families that come in everywhere, right? It's not only for the victims. There's a, there's a lot of people out there that are the other way, you know? So um, I don't want anything. I'm not looking for anything from anyone on this podcast. And I'm certainly not looking for empathy or sympathy or... Um, God, you have a really hard, I don't want that because that to me is not what I've wanted. That's why I haven't shared it with anyone. I, I've been able to use it as the steam to power my dreams. And I've talked to the right people and the right family members. But why I am talking about it is because I want to show what being courageous in your communities and in your business and in your environments is like that. Sometimes you have to admit things, whether, you know, you're, you're 
in a program or you're trying to get sober or you're trying to lead better or you're trying to make differences in your community or you're trying to build a bar i don't know all the things are opportunities to lead and lead people or help employees get out of a better situation but you've got to be human and so if i'm telling someone i will tell you this amongst all of it amongst dealing with this and having another incident on top of it during those three to five years because i went to someone who said i could trust them and then would take advantage of me again at a young age you know who claimed to be my father's best friend or close friends you know these are things that you see right and this is not my parents fault my parents didn't even know until i was 37 years old like deborah knew before them Okay, this is just the way that it was for me. I didn't know who to turn to. And by the time I dealt with it, I didn't see any purpose in going backwards. My only regret is that I didn't say something. So it possibly couldn't have happened to someone else. You know, that's where I wasn't courageous. So why this core value? Because I was courageous to stick up for myself, but I wasn't courageous enough to say enough about it to protect everyone else. And I was a kid and I get it and you fall into patterns. And my family has a patterns of not talking much about this stuff or, or where we're open but not emotional about it. Um, so this core value is really about being courageous. We need to speak up and get into our communities. You know, we need to do better by animals. How many people are out there that don't have adopt an animal or a puppy? Yik, you want to be a good human. Let, let's just talk about something else. We analyze psychopaths by the way that they hurt and treat animals. But we don't identify what happens to families or humans who don't have animals in their life, who have the absence of unconditional love that is taught by animals. And I'm not saying anything against anyone. I'm just saying you want to lead in your community, you want to lead on this planet, adopt a dog and a cat. They probably need it and they will bring unity to your life. You will see it in ways. Yes, it's responsibility. We all could use structure. That's being courageous. Find structure in the animals in your life. Go adopt animals, puppies, whatever. Be a better human. Being a steward and being a human is not only taking care of it or making a donation. It's also taking care of the animals. They're part of this planet too on every level. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't eat cows or chickens or whatever or fish you know we just have to find a better balance that makes sense in the environment and um that also replenishes and rebuilds not just sustains so that's sort of me being courageous in my own life and food and where i am is i'm trying to make a difference i'm trying to give farmers an opportunity i'm trying to push it back i'm trying to see that we need diversity and rotation in our agriculture and in our diets as humans um, why do I believe that? I live it and I've seen it to be true, um, especially over the last three years. Um, probably the best shape of my life, even when I was playing soccer as a kid. So <clears throat> let's talk about some things. Other things that I think, um, you know, at daily be courageous. It means no shortcuts, no excuses. I, I do what I need to do. I take the hard path, I'm, I'm, I'm brave. No different than a soldier going to war. They know there's a risk in doing it, but they do it anyway because they believe in freedom and liberty. These are the same things. What are you willing to risk and how much are you willing to step up for your family, for your legacy, for your country, for your culture, for the world as a whole, for humanity, for animals, right? You know, it's not 
it's not something that you should back away from. It's about being courageous enough to love, right? Courageous enough to love the animals and be hurt. Like we get hurt by love. That's just the way it is. That doesn't mean we should be afraid of it. That just means that it was impactful. Yes, it hurts. I've, I've had hurt times, hurt love experiences, um, depression, whatever you want to call it. Um, in my relationships, it's who I am. I'm a very emotional person. Um, I tie a lot of my success to that emotion. Um, it's interesting. So, I mean, let's just take it full circle. So leading in our communities and being courageous, like often we go home for at the end of the day, we feel we do a donation. We've let it work. We go deal with, um, deal with our child's children and practices and all that. And when we talk about leading in all aspects, but it's also how do we lead for the disadvantaged for the the those that don't have a voice that's why the animal thing with the psychopath means such a big deal is how do we treat those that are in a situation where they don't have a voice or a confidence to have a voice or have trust for humans that hurt them and why don't we aren't we courageously enough um, as humans courageous enough to not only lead and try to lead forward for the financial benefit of ourselves but what about the holistic benefit of society and I'm not talking about attacking drugs and, and alcohol and those type of things what I'm talking about is attacking um, doing the right thing um, I'm talking about attacking the, the things that rot out society from its very bottom I'm talking about the things that matter in the world. Um, you know, the helpless children, the sex trafficking, the, the those that don't have a voice. And while I think 100% we need to be courageous, particularly in the United States and in any other free uh, world um, country that believes in freedom and liberty, to make sure we're modeling that. But in that modeling and in that freedom and in that liberty that's given to us that we need that we also need to ensure and stick up for that same liberty and freedom in the people we don't just need to rely on the government or whatever to do it we have a voice we can go out there and help these people or provide in ways that that better the world so courage is getting the experience to have the gut feeling that i'm talking about or to have had an experience um Go somewhere and talk to the right people to understand how that experience might turn into your superpower. Um, be courageous and looking at your family patterns, your own patterns, the other way you're not living by core values and doing something about it. You know, it's, um, you know, we're too complacent in this world at this time. And COVID has given us even more of an excuse to put ourselves behind closed doors um, and do less. And so doing nothing, like I said, it's, we, we identify the person that hurts the animals, but we don't identify what happens when we don't have animals at all in our lives. And we don't have compassion and we don't have that attachment to something other than the human in the animal kingdom. We're part of a bigger picture here. So it's easy to say, you know, we should do plant-based or we should do all these other things and not have diversity and balance when we don't understand it because we aren't living that way. It's important for our kids to gain leadership in animals as humans are the leaders and the most highly intelligent being 
in the animal kingdom. I'm not saying hurt them. I'm not saying do whatever or change your beliefs. I don't even want to do that. But what I am talking about is how important it is to have husbandry, to have an understanding, to be a part of it and have compassion, love, and an idea of what unconditional love can actually look like. So, and there's no other beings on earth like dogs and cats or or other animals that we have domesticated into our lives that there's a mutual trust that has to be built. So that's being courageous, not complacent. Um, So obviously a lot in this episode, my recommendation, if there's anything in these episodes that hurt or you're going through something, I am not the one to reach out for the mental health stuff or the abuse. I, like I said, I've been there. Um, but I used professionals. Um, I talked to people. Um, I had guidance through people who had similar situations and were willing to talk about it and were trained to talk about it. I am not that person. But I am the person to sort of bridge that, that gap and be the catalyst in sharing my own story to say you are not alone. It's not something that should be ever counted against you, even with yourself, even with people who did. I know. You, there's probably someone in this podcast like, oh, I always knew Justin was a little fucked up. Well, I am, period. That's just the way it is. But that fucked upness is my superpower. It's what made me who I am. It's why I do the podcast. It's why I'm so willing to give back for nothing, for no advertisement money, to do this for free. It's just my time I'm spending. Why? Because I want to make a difference. Because so much was taken from me in a short period of time that is less a lifetime. That if I can help bring people um, joy or give them opportunity in the food world so they can lead people and be better humans and spread entrepreneurism and hope or this podcast where leadership and hope and people stepping up to do the right thing in their communities um, and for the, the needy and those that don't have a voice. Um, you know, I think that's a lot about what's also being quote unquote awoke or awake is going out there and having the courage to go experience other cultures and other things and other environments and um, other food food's an easy one go try all foods travel the world experience cultures i think it'll change your perspective on the way the world works and i think it would change your perspective on how meaningful your life could be in the very short time you spend here on the earth so that takes courage to admit i don't know everything that i need to learn forever that i need to go out and get experience even culturally even to grow as a human i need to actually go there not only into a resort or whatever but actually go and see how people are living the poverty you will see around the world will shock you when i did the one mba program at the university of north carolina chapel hill we saw the world we saw places that are much less fortunate than anyone ever in the government anyone there they don't help out at all they're on their own they don't have the structure to even possibly build roads let alone take care of the needy and the poor or the sick or the elderly. So yes, America is leading the way in equality in the way we handle things and we approach it. It's a huge power. And just like, again, Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. So as leaders and as leaders of the free world, 
in any free country or any country or any human that believes in leading and making a difference and having a better world, whether it's a better government structure or more democratic or having more of the people's voice heard or admitting that, hey, politics, people shouldn't be in office for too long. Ideas get stale. I mean, I'm not going to go either way on the political party, but when our politicians in the United States are spinning politics so long, they're falling asleep with prime ministers and, and, and diplomats and ambassadors on a regular basis, they're bored. They don't enjoy it anymore. Their ability to be in the growth mindset is slim to none because they've been in it so long, their mindset is now fixed. The courage is to admit that you need to rotate leadership. In a family business, I'm in one. You need to rotate leadership every five to 10 years. It's just the way it needs to be. There needs to be new vision or someone carrying the torch. You need to be creating leaders and constantly stirring and growing forward in business, in politics, in communities, in whatever. You have to be adjusting and it requires new leadership with new ideas constantly coming in. That's democratic. Electing the same person for 40 years is not democratic, guys. I get it, we elected him democratic, but that person's ideas and politics are pretty fixed in Washington at this point, if you're in the United States. It goes against the way we were designed as a country. We want the rotation. We want the experience. We want people inside and outside of the politics that have grown up, you know, maybe in politics, but also out of it in the other rest of the world. So that's what I'm saying. We have to be courageous enough to admit the commonalities, regardless of parties, regardless of whatever, what is it that we're ultimately trying to achieve? You know, food security in the United States to me is a huge one. We're being, you know, raped and pillaged at our borders, for example, and our food is going overseas faster than you can imagine. And we're giving up jobs and food security and farming and animals that we should not be giving up for the long-term benefit of the United States. I bet there's tons of other countries out there facing this right now. Okay, um, you know, what else can we do? What other courageous things? We can get involved. Um, we can volunteer. Um, we can not ignore someone that's in help. We can have truthful conversations. We don't need hours of deliberation and conversation over BS. Just be truthful. Respect people's time. Be courageous. It's their most valuable resource, not their money. Money is what you get from managing your time well. And if you manage your time well and you are courageous, not complacent as a family and follow all the 12 core values and live with leadership, legacy, and family as a goal, and no matter whether you're in a company or in a community and all of it, you treat all of those people as family and blood, like you're going to have long-lasting relationships with these people and long-lasting impact, and whatever you do is going to last 300 years minimum. I think it would change the way you live your everyday life. And it's not, and I will never say money is not important. It's hugely important because without money and without financial stability, you can't possibly then turn to enough energy to make a difference in the later part of your life. So we've got to earn it. We've got to get it. We've got to get everything settled, make sure our legacy is okay financially. And then it's time to go build the next part of the legacy as a leader. I'm just fortunate enough where I'm an entrepreneur where I can build it all at the same time, right? That's what the benefit of being an entrepreneur is. I get to build people. I get to build a legacy. I get to build a financial um, nest, an egg, hopefully, um, for generations to come in my family. So 
they have a little bit of ease hopefully can make a difference but also like i said um choose hardship and choose to be uncomfortable in some situations um that are safe so that they can grow um i would hope that no one has to grow through hardships like i'm talking about but more times than not um those that have been through the hardships are the ones that end up bleeding so they just never you know how do you move humanity forward the people that hurt the most are the ones probably driven to make the most change and if that drive is good and not from a place of hurt to hurt other people we're on to something you know and if the people that haven't gone through hardship or whatever choose to go through hardship like i'm talking about with these 12 core values or through a 75 hard like we've talked about before with andy frisella you're putting yourself in comfortable situations to grow or go through a safe environment for hardship to become a better leader to have more mental and physical toughness to be more prepared to help you deal with life and actually build a better legacy for yourself and your family and the world and so on and so forth your businesses your communities the government you work for your country your culture whatever but it's worth passing down courage is worth passing down but we really have to define what that courage is you know because like in america our school systems are very much bells ringing be on time sit to the task whatever it's we have a factory model we treat our school system we train pavlov's dog to go into manufacturing that's just the way it is and and everyone knows that we talk about it all the time but we don't change it you know so what's the courage the courage is to admit we need to be more oriented towards a, a more holistic way of education we need to put leadership training into our schools like you know that's important in any school system uh, you know how do we deal with ethics and morals because leadership requires those you know i was fortunate enough to go to an all-boys school for six years where we had an honor code no one stole anything you know we were honest you didn't have locks on your lockers we barely even locked our cars i think most people even left their keys in their cars you know downtown potomac not too far from dc that's a little bit unheard of but that's what the way it was so um and in our school system let me tell you diverse every i you know out of 29 kids i you know there wasn't one ethnic or race that stuck out more than the other we were fortunate you know it wasn't until i got to college that everyone really started pointing out to me and the diversity and all that i'm like oh my gosh i just lived this way oh my gosh i've started with food service partners it's just that way you hire the best you're around the best you go to the best schools, you're around the best, you play on the best soccer teams, you play with the best regardless. And so it's just the way, you know, things are. But here's the thing is we need to be courage enough, courageous enough to admit that just because we don't know it exists doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And just because we have historically not seen it doesn't mean we can't be courageous enough to do something different about it now and lead forward and make it about equality for everyone regardless and what that looks like so i think that that's courage i think um believing in ourselves i think instilling years of of core values and ethics and morals into our children is important we want to raise our our kids out of the community something italians and, and jewish families 
um, and a lot of other families or, or cultural families do around the world is they pass on from generation to generation cultural values and instill in them that, you know, financial situations and uh, soft things like um, ethics and morals and education and religion and whatever else can be compounded in a generation in a generation and add more value than the generation before them simply by compounding it. It's important. We need to compound leadership. We need to start doing it in our families and we need to start compounding the fight against the, the things, the oppressors, the people that hold down the needy, the abusers, the, the people that take advantage of people. There's a lot of them. Trust me, there's, there's more than you would ever think. But it's because we allow it. We don't set an average. And so we're not setting a standard. We're, we're holding people at check. We don't hold boundaries. Boundaries are courage. Put boundaries in place. You will be more successful with them. Set a schedule with yourself and don't let people get in your way. Set something for your family and don't let the distractions get in the way of the success of your family. Period. That's courage. And then go the extra mile. Once you've done all of it, you're a finely tuned machine. Now go conquer the world. Because you can. Because you don't know how much power is in the courage of a couple and of a family to do the right thing by the world. We all have a voice. It's what we choose to do with it. We all have a life. Where do we spend it? And we all have limited time. What is it that we choose to spend it on that has lasting impact? All right, guys. Sorry. Um, Elena's probably listening to this and be like, I dumped that on her too. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that'll hear this for the first time. Um, that'll be shocked. I am sorry, but I feel that it is the right thing to do um, to show that even with things that are out of your control and you sometimes feel that it's your fault, um, you can conquer and stand up and it's not easy and there's bad habits and things that are not your fault that are formed from your family or from abuse or from bad situations. Um, that you just have to have the courage to face. And once you learn to face them yourself, like I just showed you guys, I'm able now to share that. So I'm able to help others in order to help myself now. I just said it out loud. I shared it with the audience. I'm trying to help others, which helps me because this burden is now out there. Um, it's not a secret. Everyone knows it. Maybe I could have done it differently but I felt that this is the way that I could say something, get it out there, you know, be the final step for me, honestly, as I'm talking about core value number 12 being the final core value and being able to start over at one. So this season being that I'm trying to make a difference, this is the way that I could feel I can make the difference the most. Um, and again, there's no one at fault here, guys, not my parents, not whatever. These things are part of human nature. Um, and they will be, and they will be part of society and life until we start leading otherwise. And we start training leaders of the future to not only identify that it goes on and come running to a leader. I think that's interesting that that was taught. It was a huge disadvantage for me. I had to go running someone to do something for me. Um, it didn't really set me up to not be relying on people. I know why they do it. You know, your factory worker, you need to go running to your manager for permission and blah, blah, blah. But what I am saying is it never empowered me to have a voice that I could do something on my own that was really not about going to someone to do it for me, that it was about me doing it for me. You know, that's, and that's what we're talking about. How do we lead? 
you know, and how do we say, okay, maybe kids are different and maybe they're not being educated the same way and maybe it's time for change or maybe we need to do things differently that it's not a reflection of them, it's a reflection of me as their leader. I would say behavior is a reflection of leadership, not personalities. So thank you, everyone. Um, Reach out to us. Uh, We're starting to question and answer stuff um, on the podcast for the next few months. Um, So if you have any questions, um, please DM them. That's direct message them on Century and Leadership Battalion on Instagram. And Elena will grab them off there so we can start bringing them into the podcast. Um, basically she'll ask me one question and I'll, and we'll start to talk about it. I'll do most of the answering, but there is obviously conversation because, um, the important part is Elena and I are leading in two different generations. Um, and I think it's important that leadership be instilled in those generations and the way that we conversate and deliver that message, even though we're trying to say the same thing is going to be different. Hence why it's important to rotate that leadership. I'm giving you an example right here. If it were just me, I'm 41 years old. I can talk to a generation up and down. But if I really want to pass it on, I have to be willing to admit that my voice isn't the only one, that I just am a catalyst, right? And leadership is the catalyst of change, is the catalyst of making people better humans. You know, we can't force it, we can't demand it, we can put things in place. They have to achieve it themselves because that positive reinforcement and that feeling of achievement is ultimately what rewards being courageous and not complacent. So, adios, everyone. Share this if you love it. If you like the podcast, if you feel it could help someone, please share this episode. Again, Elaine and I do this for free. We're, we're trying to help the world. So, um, I love all of you guys out there.